Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back inside the locker room studios. Please join RBV, well, I guess myself at this time. Hopefully RBV will be along a little bit later on. He's having some technical difficulties. But join us in welcoming at this time our very special guest. He is the copy-paste guy. The guy behind the social media for StarCast 2018, Mr. Dave Hancock. Dave, welcome on to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I know we reached out to you for an interview and you were like, wait, really? I, I take it you don't you don't get a lot of interview requests. I don't. This would be my first. I'm new to this whole uh, genre of things. Once again, the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're ahead of the curve, ladies and gentlemen. Help us <laughs> help us suck up to Dave here, will you? Um, I guess let's start things off at the beginning, Dave. Uh, how did you meet Mr. Conrad Thompson? And how did you become affiliated with StarCast and, by association, All In? Conrad's been a friend of mine for a few years now. Um, we had some uh, mutual interests in the uh, championship belt collect- collecting hobby. Um we just uh, found that, uh, found that our personalities clicked, developed a, a friendship out of that. Um, we finally, we were able to meet in person at the NWA Legends Fan Fest uh, convention. Um, they used to hold that every year in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Um, and so uh, I, I went a couple of years ago and we were able to link up in person. Um, and actually at around that time, uh, Conrad was coming off of uh, doing Ric Flair's podcast um, and was thinking about starting doing one with Bruce Pritchard. Um, and Bruce had done a podcast before, didn't last very long, not a lot of people heard it, there's not a lot of people that actually know about it. Um, and he just kind of bounced the idea off of me and a few other uh, mutual friends that we had, and, you know, do you guys think anyone would care to listen to Bruce Pritchard? Um, Bruce was in that mindset that he was done with wrestling. No one wanted to hear from him. He was, he didn't want anything to do with it. And we were like, yeah, everyone, well, he's got tons of stories. Why wouldn't anyone want to hear from him? Um, and so that, that came to be, um, around that time, he ended up starting the podcast, which is now something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Um, and, uh, it, it started taking off more than anyone had, ex- had expected, really. Um, we None of us thought it would be the success that it is today, certainly. Um, but we didn't think it would uh, blossom as fast as it did. Uh, and Conrad found himself kind of overwhelmed from the social media aspect of it. Uh, handling his own business, handling his own social media. Um, and then he, he asked me for help. And he said, you know what, Dave, you've, you've got a knack for this sort of thing. I know you enjoy it. I've been a wrestling fan all of my life. Um, I've always been fascinated by the behind-the-scenes aspect of wrestling. I mean, I'm a quote-unquote smart mark, if you want to call it that. Uh, so I'm, I've been reading the dirt sheet since I was 12 years old. Um, so I jumped at the chance to kind of help out in any capacity I can. And that sort of led to doing all the social media for something to wrestle and and then what happened when with tony shivani and 83 weeks with eric bischoff and and then starcast came to be well i know a lot of our listeners out there especially in the homie media discussion group we have a few belt collectors amongst us i I heard you Uh mention that what's your favorite belt everybody's gonna ask me what's his favorite belt how didn't you not ask him what's his favorite belt (laughs) 
I guess my all-time favorite belt would be the one that I associate with my, my childhood, and that'd be the Big Eagle from the World Wrestling Federation. Um, made by Joe Marshall, which is also known as J-Mar. Um, and that would come, uh, in a close second, it would be the Winged Eagle from Reggie Parks of uh, championship belt-making fame. But yeah, I'm a huge belt mark. Okay, so what's your what's your current favorite belt? My current favorite belt. Wow. Uh, um, I mean, it's sort of a big advertisement, but I do like uh, WWE's World Heavyweight Championship, or what they call the WWE Championship now. Oh come um, on, Dave! You were supposed to say the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Now I'm going to have to edit this and cut it and slide stuff around. Actually, that's. That's been my favorite for years. Um, the IWGP version four um, that Kenny Omega currently has. If we were talking about recent introductions, it'd be the WWE big logo, as we call it. But the IWGP belt is it for me. I've uh, had some artwork drawn up for my own belt to be made, and it's based on that IWGP belt. I love the name plates. I love the stacked plates. I love the dual plating. I love everything about it. You know, I love the WWE Championship, but I don't like the Universal title. Like, is, no. it, is it just the red? It's the red, it's the black, it's just, it doesn't scream championship to me. I know it's the same basic design. I mean, it's based on the black strap, but it just, uh, to me, it doesn't do it for me. But then again, I love the old NWA television championship with yeah. the red strap. I've even owned one from Reggie Parks, but it, it just... Uh, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. Well, you were saying you grew up a wrestling fan. Uh, one of one of my favorite questions that I ask to all of the guests that we have here on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast: Who was on top when you fell in love with professional wrestling? I kind of came in late in the game. Um, I mean, I'm in my I'm 32 now. Um, I didn't get into wrestling until I was 12 years old, which I mean doesn't sound you know you get a 12 year old into it now, but that was like the height of the Attitude Era back then. So, so it was 98? Yeah, 98, 99. I mean, that's when things were really kicking up a notch. Um, Boy, so did I, you I was, get in at the right time. Yeah, right? Um, so Stone Cold, The Rock, um, Hogan. I wasn't it Goldberg. I was a huge Goldberg fan as a kid. Um, the usuals. I, I. It's sad that I didn't get into it earlier because I missed a lot of great stuff from like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor, uh, a lot of those guys. I've, as an adult, come to appreciate them now. I love going back and watching that stuff. Um, but yeah, I came in right at the Attitude Era. Now, StarCast has kind of grown into its own entity at this point. And, and Rick and I give you a lot of credit for this, even if you don't give yourself any credit for it whatsoever. At, at what- Not at all. At what point did you realize, oh, wow, this is going to be something completely over the top. Maybe I'm in over my head. What is going on? We Suddenly, this is a four-day convention? Yeah. Uh, well, it really originated that, I mean, Conrad was talking about, well, we, we learned that the NWA Legends Fan Fest ran by Greg, Greg Price, great guy, uh, it wasn't going to be around anymore. And that's where we had come to, it's almost like a family reunion. Our group of friends, we would go every year, um, and that wasn't going to be happening anymore. And we were like, what can fill the void? Uh, and, and 
to his credit, Conrad was spearheading everything like he does. I mean, I'm not a, he's one of my best friends. I'm not a mark for him by any means. I've given plenty of criticism, uh, but he really was championing like, you know, this is missing. We're missing something. You know, WrestleMania has everything that week, but what else is out there for wrestling fans? Like a destination kind of meeting, you know what I mean? Um, and then All In came about. Um, and we'd, we'd been talking for months about, you know, we, how cool would it be to have like a, a podcast convention? You know, we've got something to wrestle in 83 weeks. And what happened when? And there's all these other great podcasters in the wrestling world. Why wouldn't that, something like that work? It's such a huge medium now. Um, and like I said, All In came about. And uh, uh, Conrad approached Cody about it. Uh, they're friend, they've been friends for years. And uh, it, it was sort of a, a match made in heaven. Um, you know, why make it just a, a one-night event for people? you know, 10,000 fans to go to when you can make it a, a weekend destination. Um, you know, don't give fans just a, a four hour block of entertainment, give them four days work. I mean, we had talked about two days and it turned to three days. Now it's four days officially with Starcast. But I mean, there's events going on Wednesday and Tuesday that we're hearing fans taking care of. There's, outside organizations that are not piggybacking, but I mean, taking advantage of um, the thirst from fans that are going to be in that area. There's going to be independent shows going on on Sunday and there's stuff going on in the area Monday. So it's really become sort of this week long extravaganza and, and we couldn't be prouder of it. Um, none of us involved in Conrad or in, in Starcast have ever done it before. We've never promoted before. We've never booked before, so all of this is completely new, and obviously we're, we're going through some growing pains, too. We didn't expect this kind of demand, um, but we're really, really excited about it. We're less than set out, and uh, it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I think Rick is trying to call in here. I'm going, oh. to, I'm going to decline his call there. Let's see if I can... Right on the fly, add him into this call. Okay. I will be these messages. We'll be right back. Let's go ahead. We'll, we'll, we'll jump right back in where we were now that we have uh, Huckleberry number one with us. Um, let's see. Where the heck were we? Oh, I know where I was. David, uh, you've been very close to this concept since its conception now. Um, what is the one event at StarCast that you are the most looking forward to? Is there anything on the schedule that you're just like, oh, wow, there's no way I can be busy for this. I have to be at this event. Uh, well, all of the meet and greets are fantastic. Like, I can't even every single day. It seems like Conrad's booking a brand new talent. <laughs> and then I'm speaking with our, our guy that's handling our travel. And we're, we're clamoring, like, where are we going to put these people? hotel rooms and do we have space but um as far as the live events i really really uh, want to see the roast of bruce pritchard bruce has become a friend of mine now that we've been working together for about two years now um and there are some surprises in store stuff that we can't advertise or talk about i wish i could but i can't 
Um, but that's the one event that I'm really, really looking forward to that hopefully I'm not tied up with other obligations at the moment. Well, see, here, I can go see that. Here I thought we were becoming friends, Dave. I thought you were going to tell me <laughs> all the intimate secrets that were going on at StarCast. Rick, do you got anything that you'd like to ask Dave? You know, uh, it, kind of when you're, you're mentioning there, uh, Dave, you, you know, the, I mean, I, I imagine, you know, just the hassle, the logistics of, like you were saying about, you know, where, you know, where are these people going to stay, the transportation, uh, and, and we all know, you know, it's, it's no big secret out there. It's, well, any, any form of entertainment, you got these larger than life personalities. Have you guys had to deal with any like weird requests or, we have, or, we have. you know, catering uh, to someone's specific needs or anything like that? Anything you can share without, I guess, maybe exposing somebody. I mean, it's, it just ranges. I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I mean, it's everything from, hey, can I get a first row or first uh, floor room to don't put me by the ice machine. <laughs> I don't want to be seen by fans at any time unless it's a live event or my meet and greet, which I get. I mean, they're there. That's the way they make their income and stuff, um, you know, doing meet and greets, sending it, things of like that for every free photo they give away in the hallway they're missing out on one in our vendor room i get that um just weird like cloak and dagger stuff like can i can i come in under a hood like into the building <laughs> so that fans don't see me just that kind of strange thing like i never in my day-to-day -day life thought i'd hear anything like that you know can i come into the building under a hood like <laughs> who does that that's kind of strange. As, as opposed to the talent, what do you, what have you found to be the biggest challenge dealing with the professional wrestling audience running some of these uh, Twitter accounts? Um, for me, especially with the StarCast account, it's, it's the repetitive nature of answering questions. But that, I, I don't see it as a, a hindrance or something that I, you know, oh, I got to do this again. I mean, it's customer service. Uh, if I was a fan, I'd be wanting to know the same questions. And I'm not monitoring the account 24 hours a day if I'm a fan. So I don't know. You don't know what you don't know, uh, as the old saying is. Um, but the repetitive nature of stuff, um, but fans are great by and large. I mean, I'm a fan. You guys are fans. We all want to be in this bubble this world i mean who wouldn't want to be a part of it and really that's that's really what we're trying to do with starcast uh and that give experiences that people wouldn't have anywhere else i mean you don't see another convention offering like a meet and greet for instance that's something that we kind of crafted that i haven't seen done anywhere else i don't know if maybe you guys have but where else are you going to be able to sit with 11 other fans with maybe your favorite wrestler of all time, have a meal with them, ask them any question you want, hear stories, have an autograph, get your photo taken. I mean, that stuff's not done anywhere else. Um, we're, we're really trying to think outside of the box and we think, you know, we're fans. What would we want in a convention? What would we want to do? And then we try to make that happen as best we can. What I, what I really took away from and it, it, this is you know has me you know really excited uh, about everything that's been going on at starcast but you know how you know you and conrad were describing the, the setting that we're going to experience it seems like it's going to be very casual you know it, you just might be like you were saying you just might be able to be hang, you know just have to be hanging out with a talent where it's not so structured uh like on a timetable you know if you can get someone's attention for an interview that's great but i mean we're all there just you know to, to enjoy the experience uh pros and fans alike 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of people don't know we are actually taking over the hotel completely. Uh, it started out that we just had a block of rooms that we were being able to assign to our guests, and we were just there for the weekend. We sold all of those that block of hotels that night within the first like 15 minutes, um, and then the demand kept coming and coming. To the point now where we move out, we move out, but the hotel actually moved out. A gathering they had already booked that weekend, assigned them to another hotel in the area, and we literally have every single room in that place. Um, every single staff member of the hotel will be wearing a shirt that says Starcast every single day. If you see a person in that building or around the building that weekend, they are there for StarCast, and they're there for all-in weekend. So it is a legitimate takeover. Um, whether it's the restaurant having wrestling-themed menus, the the bar having a wrestling-themed menu, I mean, everything's going to be related to wrestling in one way or another. And, and we're doing it so that it's an immersive, fan-friendly experience. No one has to come there feeling like they're out of place. Um and it's it's really the type of atmosphere that we're trying to uh, promote. That all in is all about. I mean, we're all all in. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit here. And one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you, Dave, is because we like to consider you a bit of a social media expert. When you have a, a Twitter account that you are running that has as many followers as the freaking Starcast account has. At this point, I'm going to call you an expert, all right? So let's let's take a little bit of a look at, at social media here because we're, we're also out here, you know, to help out other podcasts, help out other people. We have aspiring actors, aspiring pro wrestlers, and none of us know how to use social media. You obviously seem to have a bit more of a lock on it than we do, but I want to start with the number one question that you have to hear inside of the world of social media. Is it Facebook or is it Twitter? Is it Twitter or is it Facebook? Where do you stand on the great debate? Uh, I will say not just for StarCast, but for the other projects that I work on, uh, it's Twitter. Uh, Facebook is kind of, you know, it was where everything was five, ten years ago. It's not like that anymore. I mean, it's the most widely used social media platform in the world. But there's something about Twitter that enables you to really uh, feel connected. If you're if you're a fan or a person or whatever, you feel connected to the brand that um, you're following. I mean, you can actually reach out, ask a question, and get an answer back from that person you're looking to. You're not going to get that on Facebook. Um, but I think that's part of what makes us so successful. People can get a, a, a rather responsive spin um, on things because it's all about engagement. Uh, if you're not engaging your audience and giving them a reason to follow you, uh, to want to be a part of what you're doing, then you're not doing yourself, your brand, or your client any favors. Right. Well, but yeah, but. I, I jargon kind of uh, selling me short there. I mean, I, Dave, you are you got the expertise. You are with the great movement, with uh, especially with Starcast and the other projects you help out with. Though. But I also help myself. I, I work in marketing, and a, lo- a large part of that is uh, digital media marketing. But I guess, it's, and I specialize like in the hospitality field. 
Uh, so like from those business aspects, it's Facebook is a little bit more. Uh, it's just more geared towards that industry. Uh, sure. Just because you can, just because you can be a little, you know, a little um, longer winded in your post and with, with your images and all that, it's it's a little more user friendly. But I, I think you you know you, you hit it you hit it on the mark there. I mean, it's all about you know engaging with the audience. Uh, and I do I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, on on that level, uh, Twitter is is hands down got the advantage. I noticed here probably about a year ago, it seems as though like the East coast and the West coast converted to Twitter like three, four years ago in the Midwest where all of us are, we're still stuck in the Facebook world. Has anybody <laughs> else noticed this? Well, it's, it's weird that, and, and you're right that uh, Facebook is more evergreen or timely uh, or elongated, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's a really good way to say it. Twitter's more about instant gratification, or I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for an answer to my question now. Um, if I'm, if I'm on Facebook, I can tell people about maybe an upcoming show, something they can look forward to from now. If that makes it works so well for us. From the podcasts and for Starcast, we we have a, a time limit, a time clock on things. Uh, we have a certain attention span with people. Um, you're not going to roll out an announcement a month from now on Twitter and expect people to to remember it unless you're hammering it with them uh, every other day at least. And no one wants to see that swamped up in their newsfeed, and then they feel like. Like they're being battered about the head with it. Whereas Facebook, you can put it out there, pin a post, and people see it. You can monetize it, whatever. And that's that's not what we're about. We we want that connection with fans, uh, and and kind of give them some ownership of it. Feel like they're a part of it. Do you use any of the tools when it comes to Twitter, whether it be TweetDeck? I know that's one that I see quite frequently. Do you recommend using those tools? I do use TweetDeck. I use it every day. Um, I do use my handy-dandy iPhone quite a bit, um, especially for Twitter. I'm able to easily uh, switch from account to account. Um, but TweetDeck is extremely useful for monitoring several accounts in real time. At the same time, I can monitor uh, messages from fans in one section, comments and replies in another. And it, it helps keep us uh, have, a, have a pulse on things, so to speak. It, now, is that just due to the infrastructure of Twitter? I mean, Twitter, when you first get just start trying to use it, is not the most uh, user-friendly interface that I've ever seen in my life. And that very well could be why the Midwest is just like, screw this. I ain't pissing with this. <laughs> it's it's really not. I mean, it's a lot to juggle. If, you're, if you have more than two accounts even that you're trying to manage uh, the Twitter account, account itself or the Twitter app isn't that not fan fan blah, fan friendly sorry excuse me user friendly um, but uh, if you're trying to monitor things in real time at the same time and you're trying to capitalize on things TweetDeck is amazing for that Rick I know we have both been trying to raise our Twitter profile since this whole StarCast thing started I know I'm failing completely miserably I see you're on there all the time do you have any questions for Dave about how in the hell do you use Twitter uh, you know, it, it comes down to just, I always just forget about it because I, as I said, I use Facebook so often for the business purposes, but hey, Jerry, you are right there. I mean, especially when we got off the, 
a conference call last week, and you know, and and Dave and Conrad were really hammering, hey, get take to Twitter, you know, start promoting this thing. Make sure you're tagging the right people. You're, you're putting a positive spin. You're getting people excited about this big event. I even had someone mention to me yesterday. They're like, man, you turned it into a Twitter machine. <laughs> like, I've never seen you tweet this much. It's like four or five times a day now. You're you're talking about sarcasm and all in. But it, yeah, it's something that you know. It's just. I wasn't all that familiar with and I neglected it. So, but yeah, it's, you know, you just got to dive into something like that. Consistency is key. Consistency is key. See, Rick, I told you that a year ago when we started this podcast, consistency is key and content is go. king. Eric Bischoff taught me that one. Uh, how do you measure social media success, especially for somebody like ourselves that like we, we had a Twitter account, but we weren't really using it. We were focused on Facebook and growing ourselves through the brands that we already are familiar with. How do you measure social media success and any kind of metric? Well, metrics, in fact, with the services themselves, they allow for uh, metrics that you can follow. Uh, Twitter has impressions uh, and engagement insights that you can see. Facebook is the same way. You can see what kind of post is working for you and the audience that you're trying to target versus what's not, what's falling flat, what's working. So, And you can gauge that over time. It doesn't take a really long time. Um, but, but consistency is key, especially with something like a podcast. Um, if you're the type of podcast that's steady and people know your show drops on, let's say, Thursday at 4 p.m., you want to have that sort of destination programming. People need to know that if Thursday at 4 o'clock falls, they know they can find your podcast. But if it means... You know, I'm only going to push out a, a podcast here and there. There's no rhyme or reason to the when we release it, where, how, why, or we're going to take a couple weeks off here and there. People aren't going to be dedicated um, listeners to your product. And that, and it's not because you're maybe not putting out a good product. You could have the best podcast in the world. But if people don't know where to find you and when to find you, they're going to drop off the face of the planet. Of course, now in dealing with podcasts like ours for months and how incredibly unprofessional that we are. <laughs> what do you see as the number one mistake that people are making with their social media? I think fan engagement is it. I mean, that's, that's it. If you're not asking for input from the people that, that you're asking to take part in your podcast, then you're not doing yourself any favors. If you're only putting out what you think you want to hear or that you think sounds good, that's all well and good, but if no one, if there's not a, not an audience for it, no one's going to listen. Um, so ask for that feedback. Ask for questions on topics. Ask who people want to hear on the show. Um, I mean, take that time to show that you care about your audience, and then they'll feel invested in you. And then that's that's where you get that relationship. People feel tied to a brand. If they feel like they can connect with you in any sort of way, they'll be dedicated. That's all I got. Rick, do you have any more questions excellent. for Dave? Uh, excellent, excellent points all around there. Uh, I, I just want to say I want to apologize again Dave, for, for being late. Uh, I was I'm really excited to, to have you on with us. Uh, Stark and I were talking about the, you know, the possibilities, all the great interviews that, that are out there uh, when you're talking about StarCast and All In. And, and I said to Jar, I said, hey, let's, let's, get, let's get the guy that's driving this movement through social media. To me, it, this is a major score. Uh, and I, I thank you very much for your time. I, oh, I appreciate you guys having me. I don't know about it being a 
major score. I, 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 I really think uh, it is with my background. And all you that. undersell like, yourself, I'm sir. You undersell get yourself. By any means, I'm not. I'm. A, well, listen, I'm just a fan. I'm not an expert. I'm not anybody special. I'm just a guy. Um, I'm married to the woman of my dreams. I've got a 10 month old foster son at home. And I, I have a regular day job like anybody else. I just found something that I really enjoy and that I love. Um, and I, I love speaking with fans. And this gives me another outlet to do that. So I appreciate you guys giving me the time. Looking forward to meeting you officially at StarCast. We'll, uh, we'll be sure to try to get another word with you while we're up there in Chicago. Try to get a, a nice, happy Mark picture of the three of us, maybe with Conrad or something, you know, that we can all make our profile pictures on Twitter and maybe <laughs> Conrad will retweet it and people will like us. Absolutely. Uh, we're prob- Come see social probably media guy. Be one of the first ones in. We're going to be one of the first ones in the door on Thursday, so. Fantastic. I'll see you guys there. You guys know how to get a hold of me. Social media guy is open and available for anybody. Pictures, hugs, handshakes, you name it. Come on by. Do you want to plug any of your personal stuff? I mean, obviously, we can simply find you by searching StarCast. Yeah, uh, at StarCast18 on Twitter. Uh, Same kind of handle on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Um, We're still, I mean, we're less than three weeks out, and we're still announcing talent. We still have a few surprises uh, in our sleeves. So, uh, give us follow there. Um, I'm also the social media guy for at Pritchard show. Don't put a T in his name, put a T on your back at something to Also what happened when Monday, WHW Monday on Twitter and at 83 weeks, um, give us a follow, but also you guys give yourself some credit. You guys are doing an awesome job. We're fans of it. Uh, myself and Conrad, you guys are doing a great job. You're putting a, a real professional face on this whole independent podcast movement, and you guys have been doing great work. So I appreciate you guys. Appreciate it, Dave. Thank you very much. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. We'll see you.